From Buenos Aires, Argentina, I'm Paige Nichols, and this is Bad Information, a love letter to the country that drives us mad. And it's just family tonight. Just family. Just me and my little ghost friend, Marcos, (laughs) um, for a special episode. A fireside chat, if you will. <laughs> and the fire is just the world burning around us. There is no fireplace here because we can't afford it. It's just family. We're here for a special moment. There is no guest. Well, you're, I guess, technically. Well, you're not really a guest. Like, you're the reason this podcast exists. Uh, I'm not a guest. This is my house. <laughs> this is my mic. <laughs> how, how did you get... How did you... <laughs> My microphone. My microphone. That one bitch that complained about me but mentioned that everything is mine. Le this mandamos is... un beso. Yeah. Also, it's your bad attitude. <laughs> yes. You're the grumpiest person I know. And I love you for that. Yeah. The grumpy gay. Yeah. But yes, we are gathered here today. <laughs> In holy matrimony to... Why are we here again? We're... You are going to answer some questions. You have things to answer oh my god this is an am it's like reddit but for people who like aren't incels no do you know that one, that one uh i'm a am i the asshole yeah oh my god love it honestly <laughs> the, the things that people like que se atreven a poner ahí, i'm like girl like like literally so many problematic men i'm sorry they're like i made my wife cry because she was giving birth to our firstborn son and i told her she looked fat on the way to the hospital am i the asshole asshole? (laughs) it's like really like can we even i don't even honestly it's like triggering just to think about no Um, we're not doing that today no we're not doing because the short answer is yes you marcos are the asshole yes i practiced a lot but yeah we're gonna do a little like q a because i feel like any excuse to talk about myself is always welcome and I feel like there's like some new friends in this bad info world who maybe like don't know some things about me. So I gave everyone a chance to get creative. But, you know, I think the I think my my uh, my mistake was making it like not anonymous because like yeah. I think there are some lurkers there who had some other questions who maybe no any matter. And that's also fine. Um, just know my door is always open. It's like office hours. I'm your I'm your cool professor. Like I, I'm even dressed the part. I'm wearing like my turtleneck and my billowy button down. And I'm like. Let's talk about your progress ahead of the midterm. Do you want to start? I, eh, comencemos. I'm in the hot seat. Question number one. Top tres de animales. I love it. It's in Spanish. Top tres. Okay, I love this. This is a great first question. Obviously, I'm an animal lover. When I was young, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Then I realized that implied watching animals not just be happy and healthy, but also suffer and die. And I'm far too sensitive for that. Although I still kind of think like I would be a great zoologist. I would love to like hang out with the baby seals. Um... So top tres, not in any order because I cannot decide because I'm a Libra, would have to be obviously a dog, like dog number one. That just goes without saying. Um, number two or three, we're, we're fighting for the fighting for the next spots. I am kind of in a seal moment. Like I'm loving seals. I don't <laughs> the know. The singer? <laughs> no, but like I just, I maybe it's because I love the seal emoji, but I just, I love like a, a or an otter, like a very like What do you use it for? The seal emoji. Talking about when you go to Mar del Plata. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, me just talking about like what I look like naked. Like, like there. Um, to, TMI. Um, just like, hey, with my little like feet flippers. Um, otters. I guess it, it would be seals and otters like kind of together. And then probably elephants because they're yeah. so. Elephants like revisit the sites where people, people, 
animals from like the, oh my God, the, from their clan or whatever you call it. I heard it. I don't know the collective nouns. Okay, guys, like, I'm sorry. Um, the group of elephants, when one of them dies, they revisit that site for like up oh, to two years. Oh my God. No, elephants are so <clears throat> brilliant and so sensitive and I'm fascinated by them and I love them and I love watching baby elephants run when I'm sad. So dog, seal slash otter and elephant. Cool. Um, talking about my uh, seals. This is for you. <gasps> Do I have to open this? Yes. Oh my God. I got a gift. I already said seal. It's oh my not God. Seal. PR. I got a PR package. <gasps> I got it. And it works because it's not blue. Okay, I the people who are not um, oh, yeah, yeah, on YouTube right now, I got the most iconic souvenir from Mar del Plata. Marcos, please tell us. Uh, every time you go to Mar del Plata, you have to get this uh, thingy. I mean, there are a couple of models you can choose. You can choose like the seals. You can choose like uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ew, I find we, it so amazing. Um, and then you can uh, seahorse. Sea lion? No, it's a seahorse. Gosh, you don't know, I don't know what's. Oh it. yeah, seahorse. Seahorse. Um, there's there's a bunch of models, and the, the the fun thing about it is that it changes colors depending on the weather. It's like a mood ring. Yeah. A meteorological <laughs> mood ring, which honestly I think is the greatest invention since the bypass also came out of Argentina. And so now I know. Look, it it tells you there's a little color code on the bottom. Oh yeah. Azul. If it's blue, the clima is bueno. If it's violeta, if it's purple, it's variable, which. Makes sense for today. And if it's rosa, it's raining. It's raining. It's raining men. Oh, my God. Hashtag bendecida. Oh, my God. You're this, welcome. This has been the greatest day. ¿Cuál es la vara? <laughs> ¿Cuál es la vara para tirar ropa interior a la basura? Oh, this is a very intimate question. Yes. Okay, so, like, basically, like, when do you know it's time to, like, throw underwear out? Like, when do you get rid of it? Um, I think... This is obviously like a very personal spectrum. We all have like our, our level of tolerancia. Um, I think, you know, women or people who menstruate can understand that there are, there is underwear that once you've had it for a while and maybe it gets relegated. Like you have the brand new category, you have like the party underwear, you know, yeah. like this is like for my night out. This is like for when I'm feeling fun and festive and feisty. Then you have like your day to day, your classics, your caballo batasha. Like it's like, this is not going to fail you. It's not going to let you down. And then you have like when you're, it's laundry day or like you are indisposed and like maybe you just need something that like is just there. It doesn't matter. It's already kind of like been, been through battle. Um, I think there's a point where it stops looking like underwear and starts looking like, like a, like a rag of any kind of sort. And maybe that for you could be one thing. And for me, it could mean something else. Um, I also think maybe, I mean, it's kind of funny because I will say now that I think about this, like fast fashion gets a really bad rap. And I will say it has gotten a lot worse like in recent years, but like I have underwear that I bought at H&M like in high school that last like lasted until like I moved and I just like got rid of it because I was like, okay, it's been like, it's been 20 years, like let it go. <clears throat> that little tanga I got from H&M got me far and so i had to send her off to the great beyond but you know two questions about this number one um can you actually uh graduate underwear from underwear to like racks no it's too little no well also like i would never use like i don't like i'm not saying like <laughs> right, your yeah, underwear right, becomes yeah. a rag but <laughs> quede, quede clarísimo eso. thank you fact check no i did not check it out like page yeah. did not say that your underwear could become a rag i just mean like once it starts to look just like so dingy and so sad that like even on your worst day it's like your puseta does not deserve that and the other question is like did you 
migrate from underwear from the U.S. to Argentina underwear because I know that's the difference, especially in like the colales and those things. I want to say I love the term culotte Col and colales. I love colales. Colales. I'm like <laughs> cola because cola is like butt, right? And yep. like colales is and they call the other one the um no, it's called the what's the vedette? No, mm. vedetina. Vedetina. I, I need Antonella here to be like vedetina. Yeah, I um I actually. <laughs> I get my underwear at Target because here's the problem. I went through a phase in 2021 when I was trapped in America and could not come back to Argentina. Um, and I was like, I did a whole wardrobe overhaul. I wear my things for a long time. Like I wear the same yeah. thing every day. I take care of my clothes. Like I'm not a big shopper. And especially living here, it's like imposible, chicos. Vieron los precios en Sara, no se puede creer. And I was like, I'm going to, I bought like all this new shit. And I was like, I'm going to be sustainable and smart. And I'm going to buy underwear from these like, progressive women-owned brands like recycled plastic bottles into underpants like whatever blah 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 so i bought a shit ton of underwear and i felt good about it and i was like i'm spending 12 dollars on a thong like that is ridiculous yeah. and then you know what like it didn't it like did not it didn't didn't cut the mustard so i ended up going to target and getting pairs of underwear for five bucks that shit rocks my world it <laughs> has it's great i love it you know what so like so sue me but i think um i have i think i bought like a couple things here like caro cuore, caro cuore. we love some caro we cuore. love caro cuore i love how they're just like i don't know i just walk in there i feel like i'm in 2003 no and, like, like, i have is like 96 i have like an eating disorder every time i walk in there everything yeah. is teeny tiny but i do just love the cola list like i think it actually was quite funny because the you know argentines are known for maybe like showing a little more skin like in general like at the beach yeah. but then like here they're like como van a su tanga and i'm like how are you like getting scandalized over that but yeah. then they have like the culotte, culotte. it's like one centimeter of um what's of fabric yeah um okay next oh this is a good one how many times did you fall in love <laughs> with a person i guess i guess that's open to definition yeah. um Oh, wow. Well, you really, that just, thanks. It was the third question. We went from underwear to falling in love. Mm. Um, okay, well, let me think. Let me, like, think in my head first. Okay, one. Maybe, like, six or seven. I'm thinking of, like, significant, relate, like, romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a bit, I'm a bit of a serial monogamist. Like, I don't, I think that, like, I've had like a crush on someone or something and like we start dating and we're together. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of unrequited love stories. Um, like. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? Me buscan a mí. ¿Qué quieres que te diga? Donde pongo el ojo. Sorry about it. Um, no. So I think I would say probably like seven. When I think of, you know, like my first, like uh, I had like my first high school I had like two significant boyfriends in high school, college boyfriend, first Argentine boyfriend, mm. a second Argentine boyfriend who became husband, now ex, and then my current relationship. So with a woman. So yeah, I think, I mean, then if you think of, yeah, let's go with that. I feel very lucky. I, I feel, so was that six or seven? Uh, well, I don't, I lost count. Whatever. Okay, cool. Less than 10. I just, I feel very fortunate to have had very i think except for one my first argentine boyfriend was the most toxic relationship i've ever been in my life and it's yeah. a miracle i made it out alive um like not understatement there um but i feel like everyone else i dated was like very 
golden hearted and I feel grateful for those love loving <clears throat> moments. Yeah. We love your latest um enamoramiento. Yeah, we do. That's a magic one. That's <clears throat> a special, very transformational. Yeah. Also not Argentinian. Um <laughs> Thank God. How, how many drugs did you try? Are we are we like not caffeine and alcohol? Yeah. Okay. So and social media. Oh my god! Like love, <laughs> love is the ultimate drug. I get um, high on life. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, no. I'm I'm pre- I'm actually like pretty, uh, cons- not conservative because that makes it sound like I'm like anti, but I'm like pretty. I call myself a pilgrim sometimes. I th- mm-hmm. I will say that I think that in as I've gotten older, um, and I I kind of like going back. You know, I, I got married really young and like I had fun in college, like but in the US then it mostly was just like drinking and stuff. You know, it was pretty yeah. like typical, tame. I do remember, um, I mean, because I went to school with like a lot of rich kids and uh, Coke like wasn't a, as much a thing as it is now. Like I mm. remember it was like there were a few kids who started doing it. It was like weird and like very behind like closed doors. And it was definitely like BC was like a party school, but it was much, it was very like just like drinking, you know what yeah. I mean? Probably like Adderall, like whatever. But um, which I've never taken. <laughs> People think that I'm like on uppers all the time because, this, but just this is like that. I'm, this is just how I am. Um, I don't know if that's like a compliment or like a <laughs> It's like, is she on drugs? It's like, no, this is just how I got out of bed. So I, I mean, if you can, knowing that, it's like, I don't, I don't, I like to feel like I'm in control and yeah. I definitely am sort of so like high up already, like very high strung that if anything, I seek out something to kind of like chill me out. But I had a really bad experience. This is funny. Um, I don't know if it's it's funny now, but it was horrible at the time. One of my first experiences with weed mm. was so, so also like my my parents are like pretty liberal and cool, and they were very like with alcohol and stuff. It was kind of like we don't want to make it a taboo, like not like a, the mom and Mean Girls where she's like, if you're gonna drink, I'd rather do it in the house. But they're like, if we were with them, we would have some wine. Like it was very yeah. like, you know, we don't condone like underage raging, but like we're not gonna not expose you to it but with everything else they were pretty strict like when i was in high school yeah and i remember so i had i had never really smoked pot and i was dating one of my first boyfriends was a bit older than i was he was in a band he was like cool he was really nice he was a really nice guy but he was like yeah tattoos and whatever and he was like a total pothead and uh one day in the summer we were going to uh he was performing at like a house party and i went over to his house and like we were all gonna go and whatever and it was fine and then his his drummer uh, who had li- was living alone came over with like a whole tray of brownies and was like, Paige, oh, no. my, mo- my mom made these brownies. And like, I was like 16. Like, I mean, it, he tricked me, like, which yeah. was no, not good. Not cold, yeah. And also I love brownies. <laughs> like, so yeah. so I literally ate one like the size of this. Like I, I ate a whole fucking weed brownie. It was like one of my first experiences with pot. I was so fucked up. It was fun for like an hour. And then yeah. I was like, I cannot move from this chair. Like yeah. I, I, I was, it was so, 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 so bad. I was high for like two days. Like it was yeah. terrible. And that kind of like put me off. Like I kind of was like, I don't want to like go seek this out again. Um, and so like all throughout college and stuff, like I just, I never really, I didn't do a lot of stuff because I didn't r- really like feel the need to. And at the, all that being said, like I did some light experimentation, but I'm not the kind of person who will like do seek all those things out. Like just yeah. they, they went out. So let me think. Um, okay. Weed, whatever ecstasy i've never done cocaine i have no desire to i think in it's buenos like, aires that's weird i know well that's the thing so there's especially now everyone's doing coke well, now i feel like well well i think like the, a lot of people in the expat community like it, it or you know foreign immigrants with from developed countries and very white skin and access to dollars and euros um you know it's like love 
love BA because the drugs are good and they're cheap, allegedly, right? And so I had some like social friends and people, you know, that I hung out with and who like <clears throat> were really into that. And it became to me, it was like very like it was like repellent to me. I don't know. I was kind of like, it's a Tuesday night. Like, do you really have to be doing that? And like, I know it's easy. People would say, you know, if you haven't done it, you can't judge. I will judge. Let me fucking yeah, judge. Like, sorry, let's yeah. not. I think there are certain things like I'm, I'm all about, uh, you know, live and let live. And, and like, you know, I don't think it like, I, I'm I actually am like pro legalization of a lot of these things. I mean, all that stuff, but I also feel like let's not normalize like problematic behaviors. And I feel like of all the drugs, I feel like cocaine is like, Again, I've never done it, so sue me. But like, I just feel like I don't really know anyone who's had like a great story arc with that. Yeah. So, um, but like, so yeah, I've done ecstasy. So you never done a tirito? No, uh, no. But I almost went into a K hole once, but <laughs> that was unintentional and. <laughs> <laughs> I was at La Fiesta de Burocks. I was durísima. Because I like, here's the thing. I don't love, like, as I'm a serial monogamous, but I don't like commitment to like uh, out of body kind of moments. Like, yeah. like, I'll like, I'll try something, but if it's going to last like all night, like, that's why I don't like, like ecstasy, MDMA, like cool. But it's like, you've, you're on that train. Like, you're on yeah. that train for like a you good four to, to six hours with me. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's like, and I sometimes I'm like, I'm done now. Like, I want to be off this train and it makes me a little anxious. I have, I'm tend to be anxious. And so at least with something like, get that. It doesn't last as long. And so, and it's like, you kind of feel like floaty and moon booty and, yeah. and it's great. Like, I love that. So like, the, I, cool. But, you know, it's a very fine line, no pun intended. And if you do a little too much, that K-hole, that's like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, you do not want to get in that. So all this to say, I haven't done that many drugs. I mean, I don't know, but like, I've never done acid. This doesn't doesn't appeal to me. Like it does not appeal to me. I have not. I've not even done mushrooms, but I am exploring the world of las microdosis um, because I'm I'm a huge. I'm like I'm really fascinated by the use of these drugs, like for therapeutic yeah. reasons. Like MDMA, we know was like actually like created for that reason, um, and like psilocybin. So I'm totally open. But I also I like to do things. I like to feel like I'm sort of in control in of the control, experience. Yeah. And I just feel like also like everything in moderation, <clears throat> you know, like you do you, whatever, but also like I don't think it should become your entire personality. And I think that you should be able to have a social life without it. And yeah. like I think that as we get older, it doesn't mean you have to like stop having fun and like going out or whatever. But I do think that like it's important to reflect and be like, okay, like why am I doing these things? What am I trying to maybe like fill a void or avoid certain things or numb like you know it's really hard to confront our traumas when we're you know always yeah. numbing ourselves so you know i think like have fun do it but also be responsible stay hydrated what were your grandparents doing before they retired or died oh well, they're all dead so thanks thanks for that reminder thanks for the reminder yeah um okay so my grandparents both of my my parents my dad is from the dc area my mom is from baltimore mm. um good morning baltimore home of john waters um yeah. So my mom's dad was a doctor. He was like the town doctor. You look like a doctor today. <laughs> well, the doctor is in Hunty. Um, he was a doctor and he was uh, like the town doctor. So back then he like mm. delivered babies. He was the undertaker. He was everything. Mel oh. Melvin Davis. And um, so his wife, Ruth, was she was a housewife. But she was a fabulous golfer and um, kind of scary. But I love she's iconic. Because well, she was just like a tough bitch. Like in the 50s, she had four <laughs> right, daughters. Yeah, she, yeah. she had four daughters. She played golf. She was club champion. Um, and then my um she I, I like got to know her, but my grandfather on that side died before I was born. And then on my dad's side, um actually what did my grandfather I, he died when I was three. Right. Um and I actually don't remember what he did. Um 
Phyllis, my paternal grandmother, what did she do? Like, what did she do insurance? I can't remember, but she worked. But they both, he died when I was very young. I was like three. And then my, um, and then Gigi, I called her, she died when I was like in middle school. So right. I didn't really have a lot of time with my grandparents. And um, that's kind of why I'm envious of everyone here where you see all the abuelas like pushing their kids around, their nietos. Yeah. And like, it's so cute. Bueno, la nona. Yeah, it's like so typico. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> cool, check your privilege. But we did do Christmas Eve every year at Rusi's and it was really fun. Sorry, Christmas Day. And I loved going up to her house. She had this big, beautiful house in Dundalk, Maryland. And it was like this one room that was like, oh, and um, attached to the house was my grandfather's old like a doctor's office oh cool. and it was like a time capsule and kind of haunted and scary but like really fun and cool do you play golf like your grandmother no, no. i you know this is a tema because my dad is a fabulous golfer as well he's really really good and you think that a dad would maybe want to share his biggest passion and talent with his children but um maybe because we were daughters you're a woman and you cannot play golf. but his 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 argument was like well you never asked it's like what five-year-old is going to be like dad, <laughs> hey, dad take me to play golf so like we went a few times and i enjoyed it i don't like love the idea of having to be gone for like four and a half hours like i do think i have a kind of like a trauma with golf because it's like my dad was always playing golf um and like watching golf and like golf 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 but you know i love putt putt can we be friends i don't know can we yes i <clears throat> Like because I I thought about this question because I think it is like an easy question to answer, but then I remember and this is like my first surprise question. I have to like have uh, like a jingle or something. Oh. Surprise question! Surprise question! Uh. Surprise! My estoy favorite. Sorpresa. Yeah, estoy, estoy tan como todos My favorite episode of Bad Info uh, is the one about friendship in Argentina. Oh. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. Um, it's so good. But then I listened to it again, like two weeks ago and i thought that it was like so straight mm. oriented like it was very packy packy friendship so my question is do you think your view in of friendships in argentina changed now that you have like a queer view of it well that's a real that's really good okay well first let's i'm very good oh my god you're a great it's almost like you know what you're doing um because we're in your we're in your house right Where? This is my class. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, I think that question came from someone who was like, you know, like the ghetto and let's be friends. And I love for I do I will I will say like I think that you know parasocial relationships we have with people on social media. Yeah. And I appreciate I feel like you know this is such a little micro world, and I do feel really grateful that people like I don't know started following me when I was on the bubble or something, and like followed bad info, and despite the three year hiatus and all this stuff, like are still there, and like for some reason think that I'm like fun or any interesting and i feel like i'm a nice person like i'm, a, are, I'm yes. a friendly girl um so yeah like i i really appreciate that and i think i mean i'm down to i, I want to make more friends um so when it comes to friendship i mean living here the majority of my friends were like always queer which like girl that they went <laughs> girl mm, um and i and i had a hard time adapting to that like the very gendered like Paki setup of like, you know, the nenas con las nenas y los nenes con yeah. los nenes. Because in the US, I, I had a lot of guy friends, which also looking back is quite funny though, because it's the whole like pick me girl thing of being like, I'm friends with all the boys. Yeah. And I didn't think of myself like that, but I did. I had a lot of close guy friends. So to me, it was like, um, maybe I did struggle to relate sometimes with women and maybe mm. I, like, and for whatever reason, can't say. Um, my therapist probably knows. Um, but now I do, I love... 
I think that it just, it's almost like it just, everything has clicked more because yeah. it's like, I never, I'll, I'll never forget this one time. Granted, I was also like really young and it was when I was dating Jose and like, you know, he's 20 years older and we went to Nassau, his friend's house, like his best friend. And, you know, the men, and Jose didn't really subscribe to this, but he was in that world and it yeah. makes sense. And it worked for him because male he privilege. Older, so they have like different dynamics. Yeah, different dynamics and all that. So like, I get that. And, and, and but his friend um, was uh, like the asador and whatever, and all the wives. You know, I'm, I was 22 years old. So like, these poor women probably were like, "Esta pobre viva." <laughs> I mean, like, you know, looking back now, I'm like, "Oh my god." They, I mean, I thought, you know, they were very nice to me, but I probably was like, they wanted to just, I don't know. Um, and but like, they were all like, it was literally we were like separate. It was like yeah. las chicas juntas, and I get it because sometimes it's like you want to like catch up, and like I see like sometimes that like with your pareja it's good to have your friendships outside of the pareja no matter who it is or what yeah. if it's a straight or a queer couple um but that whole like you shall not cross this line like i mean it's like it's just to me i never really felt like i liked that so it makes sense that i'm obviously not a straight woman because i'm not um so yeah i guess with friendship now like i i, I really i just love how it's like all all of those stupid rules that aren't even like yeah. they're invented it's like yeah i mean having and having male friends who are who i can actually relate to and who maybe aren't threatening to me because i realize like i'm like scared of men like i also men, like men are scary men are terrifying mm, yeah. i will say people were really like I, I i felt really welcomed mm. like i will say that i mean i mean argentines are super warm in that aspect like i feel like this sort of welcoming like you're you're part you're one of us but then it's kind of like read the fine print like yeah. you're one of us but like hasta ahí. um but not like i don't think it's like meant to be menacing i think it's just that they have like this like sacred like i never felt like super excluded i guess maybe with my first the first guy I dated here like it was so long ago too but like maybe some of his like girlfriends who got well because he was like cheating on me so like god knows he probably was fucking them or something and like they hated me because you know god knows what was happening there i mean i was delusional but i, I love the the fact that you mentioned the the concept of ranchero that we don't have like a schedule um, well except for me but, yeah, and, and me <laughs> uh but it was like let's let's hang out and we just hang out i said away well like I, I, I was yeah. like i remember the first time it was my friend pauli who i adore she was in london now and um and she was just like and i was like what what i i, I was like Tiesa. i was like what does that mean like yeah. because I, i mean i'm still kind of wired to like i don't want to like run through a hangout in like 45 minutes and we're done i mean unless yeah. it's like hey i'm really busy we'll get together for a coffee and like i'll catch up but i mean yeah it's like you see someone and you get together and it's like six seven eight hours and like i do love that because it's like people prioritize the friendships in a way of like yeah. that's how you build like time spent together and time shared is how you strengthen a relationship so mm -hmm. like how can you expect to strengthen a friendship if like you're only having these like chronometrado like yeah. encuentros so like, to me if you can if you're able to be in silence with your friend i think that's the ultimate test it of is the ultimate test or like any relationship because you're like comfortable with, with the other person instead of like we have 45 minutes lo let's begin i went to the doctor i, I did this yeah like how's that. your mom yeah. like no i'm okay like i mean totally if you can just kind of chill and sort of be like this open-ended thing i think that's great i do yeah. and i love that like and i and i and i think i'm i'm i don't know i think maybe also too for so many years because i was in you know married and stuff and not because of any like i mean this is like my own like my own mambos you know but like kind of feel like oh if i'm, if I'm gonna go out and hang out with friends like i don't want to be gone all day because like maybe the, you know not I have things to do yeah or like i don't know i also i like being home i do like i'm a very i'm a very 
like chatty and social person, but I do need my time to like yeah. regroup and reset. So like I have to kind of find that balance of like, okay, I was out and had all this stuff, but then I get home and I need to be like silence. Um, because it's like, otherwise maybe we'll, maybe we'll loca. Um, but you also have like a lovely home. And I love my home. I love yeah. my nest. Like I, 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 it's true. I wait, like I loved being home and being with my dog and just like enjoying my <clears> space. <throat> and now nunca cause I'm like, this is my house. Like, you know, yeah. um, and it, in, but I also I remember when I moved I was like quiero vivir esta casa I was like I want like my friends to come over and I want people to like be here yeah. and but like I live downtown and like no one wants to come yeah. I do like this question also I don't understand it like will you get another dog after Pocho what do you mean okay I'm sorry Pocho is eternal what do you Pocho mean Pocho is an eternauta I don't understand I will not respond to it um, yeah. but I will um, <laughs> give them what the people want um Pocho will live forever, punto. Um, yeah. Although, I, I, that being said, um, I mean, I've had dogs. I grew up with dogs, and then I've had dogs pretty much like most of my adult life, like here. You're a very, like, doggy person. I'm a very doggy person, but now... <clears throat> But, and I've always been like a really responsible dog mom. I take my job very seriously. Like I don't enter these things lightly. I would never get a puppy. Like puppies are so much work. Like I don't like, I love a puppy, but like don't want one. Um, like living in an apartment with a puppy. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, adopta no. viejito. No, eso, adopta, no compres. And also mm, like right. adopt adult dogs. Like Pocho is the best dog of all time. And like, he I just is, think yes. there's, there, if you're going to get a dog, I think you should adopt an adult dog for like, you, you know, their size, you know, their temperament, all these things. And um, puppies are annoying, but also um, like I'm, since I've separated and like pretty much being a single mom who works two jobs, <laughs> who loves her kids and never stops. Um, literally, it's me. I'm Reba McIntyre. Um, the, the, the responsibility of taking care of a dog like no es menor and you know like it's you even though pocho was like he's the easiest dog on the planet but like i'm not yeah. gonna leave him alone for 12 hours like every day or something like i i you know i want to give him a good life and like his life revolves around me and so like i i there are some days where i'm just like Ugh, i just wish i didn't have to worry about it because yeah. it is like he relies on me there's no yeah. one else and that kind of can be frustrating and like then i feel bad for him because like it's not like child but divorce. he's like the easiest dog when i had to babysit him oh. he was like the easiest dog he's ever the best boy and he's just like he didn't want to go out he was like do we have to he literally is like oh <laughs> again God. he's like oh like he only wants to go out to like see his friends like he has like a <clears throat> social circle he has to go to like la ramla the, yeah. la cueva and posadas he has a friend there he has to see like the estudiantes in la plaza they're always doing the field trips he has to see the at clorindo now the people at clorindo like love him he wants to go out to like see his buddies not to like be a dog yeah but he's so easy but still like you know i feel bad he's getting older and like i just yeah. want to spend time with him so i do think that like even though he's, he's never going to die and he's eternal um when he goes on to the great beyond um i think i might give myself a break just because i would i kind mm. of would love to know what it's like to like stay in my pajamas until 2 p.m like i don't um, sleep in but i just like you know it's like the routine is kind of hardcore you know how did you realize you were gay? <laughs> she was playing Mario Kart. God, this is like should be a whole other episode. I feel like everyone's been like waiting for this question. Yeah. All of you chumas. Um, how did I realize I was gay? Oh my you, god. You tell me. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you know, there's this thing called compet, compulsory heterosexuality, which I think for a lot of people, I mean, I had no real I mean, I grew up around 
a lot of queer people, mostly queer men. I think I don't know if we talked about this at one point. Like mm. it wasn't like I wasn't exposed to gayness, right? Yeah. But like in the US and especially maybe like in my time of growing up, like gay women were it was like lesbian is like a dirty word, like an insult, and it was kind of like you were this Don't say gay like Hillary Duff has. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that clip so much. Yeah. Um like you know, it, it was this kind of pejorative term. You were like butch and drove a Subaru and didn't shave your legs. And you were. It was like equal to feminist. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> the man in the room. But yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah, it was like, it's like people don't want to say like, I'm a lesbian. It's like, <gasps> you know, like I'm a feminist, <gasps> you know, clutching the pearls. Um, And so I definitely like was aware of that. And I never, I didn't, it wasn't like I was young and thinking like, I know I'm gay and like, mm. I'm, I'm hiding it. I'm in the closet. Like, I really had no idea. Again, maybe this becomes just because this compet it's like heterosexuality is imposed upon you from from birth like it's literally just i mean that's why it makes me so disgusted when you see like babies wearing shirts that says like daddy says no dating or like uh, it's like that is just as bad like this is so it's so fucked up i mean yeah. that my parents weren't like that but like it just was this sort of assumption that especially if you maybe i'm very like femme and like i'm very straight passing and yeah. growing up in that world and like just there were always guys you know like who were interested and so you kind of just think like okay I, this I, is what i have to do this is what this i have is, to do yeah. like this is fine like whatever um and like so i didn't really question it and i didn't ever really have that space and time to question it like yeah. i think that maybe like in college or stuff when most people are maybe just like exploring and experimenting or not but like i don't know having that space i i didn't have that so i definitely like um it was never something that it wasn't like something that was like eating away at me for years um but I do think that like looking back again, there are these like moments where it's like, well, all of your friends are gay. Like, <laughs> wow. Like you don't like, I, I loved and cared for my partner like so much. Yeah. But like, like, I, I mean, I think it's quite common. There's like this, like maybe a lot of women. And also TikTok was actually quite instrumental. This is starting to answer the question, I guess. Um, during like quarantine, yeah. um, you know, we're all stuck at home and TikTok's algorithm knows you better than you know yourself. I was starting to see videos of women who were older. I mean, again, not like old, but my age or younger, maybe and still, but still not like who who were coming out and being like, you know, I thought I was asexual. Like I was never interested in sex or like I or whatever. Like, I don't know. And like, but turns out I'm gay. Or like, you know, I thought I was bi like kind of like the the straight to like gay path and like how you go through like asexual to maybe bisexual <laughs> to then like you're just a full les. Um and then just seeing that and kind of being like, oh, I was like this like I don't know. It was like that. That I, I see myself in that, but it was like so hard. It was just like whoa. It, it was definitely like holy shit. Yeah. And I think, um, luckily, I had been I've been, had been in therapy for other things. Like I had I had a great I have a great relationship with my therapist. So like I was very just like committed to exploring. Like in terms of like trying just to like understand myself and who I am like on a, on the bigger picture, right? It wasn't like I was there. Like I have doubts about my sexuality. It was just sort yeah. of like, I'm here to like be a better person and like open doors and confront the things behind them and la 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 la. And so I remember like during peak quarantine, TikTok addiction, it was like, okay, so I'm bi and I have ADD. <laughs> I was like <laughs> self-diagnosed. <clears throat> and I actually like, um, I had lunch with a friend and I was, I told her I was like, I kind of mentioned it in passing and I didn't, again, like looking back, I, I didn't realize I was doing this. Like, I really think that this was like so deeply, like un, on an unconscious level. Yeah. Um, and so I remember I had lunch with her, like, let's say before, like in, this is like 2021, like September or October or something. And 
I told her that and I, she was like how are you I was like oh TikTok told me I'm gay and like or, or bi and I have ADHD and she was she has a kid so she you know, we were kind of catching up with life and it was just like whatever otra cosa and then I hadn't seen her because like life got super busy and this is when I had my awakening if you'd like to call I don't really know or like my <clears throat> you're like you're like unable to contain yourself right now <laughs> and and then I and I I'll get to that in a second but I had lunch with her like in January and I hadn't seen her in a while and I was like I was like in crisis boluda. like I was really like flipping out because I had no idea what was happening and I was like really struggling and I didn't know what was happening and I kind of I knew but I didn't really want to accept that I knew and I just because I knew that this meant like basically like blowing up my life which I think a lot of people use that that wording and because that's what it feels like you're literally tossing a bomb like on your whole life and everything you know and it's really scary and she and I went to lunch and I was like a total mess but she didn't really know that and she was like Paige you know I last time I saw you like you 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 mentioned this and I kind of feel I feel really bad because I feel like I kind of just like glazed over it but I feel like you were trying to tell me something like do you want to talk about it and I literally just like burst into tears and I was like oh my god like I told her everything and I was just like I was such a mess because I was like I can't believe this is happening to me like I like this is not what I like I got you know this is not this was not what I was planning to happen like this this is bad because it was like when you know something on a level that I mean you can't unknow it so it's like no matter how hard you try like this is not going to go away and so like I knew what I had to do, but I was fucking terrified. And she she gave me like the the strength to like go home and tell my ex like that I was gay, which was probably like I'll never forget that day. Of course, the rest of my life. Um, but and here we are. But uh, yeah, like I basically had a friend who we were close, but not like she wasn't even living here. So we were like friendly, and I knew her for a long time, but it yeah. wasn't like um, there was nothing like there i didn't know she's gay like she was out um i always knew her like with girlfriends and things like that and i just thought she was really cool and it was like wow she's awesome like i like Mm -hmm. her but again just friends and like nada que ver like um and we just like over quarantine became closer but again not like i mean this was like not i mean i was like casadissima like i I wasn't like i was like i'm doing this on the secret like i just did not realize what was happening like i think that because because of this world of combat like i just you don't know like it's such a blind spot. Like you don't realize that like, this is because you're attracted to someone like this is because this is what you like. And like, I think maybe too for, for queer women, maybe like it's, um, there's like, it's not, it doesn't always just start with like a physical component. Maybe like, it's quite like emotional or intellectual, at least Mm. like in in my space too. Like, so I wasn't, I don't know. It just, it took me by surprise. And, um, basically like, like I, I found out later that she like always had a crush on me. I know. Um, I know it's not cute like that. Everyone um, loves me. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Libra. Okay. <laughs> Get over it. But um, basically, she is uh, impulsive and just one day just kissed me on the mouth. And um, I was like, oh, my God. And but I also was like, oh, my God. Like, this is this okay like this is it like this this is it's like dorothy when she enters oz Mm -hmm. and you see in technicolor like i will never forget that feeling of being like oh my god i i get it now i Mm. i get it now and it like it makes me like emotional to think about because it's like it's such a big thing and like i was 35 years old and you know like that's not old but it's obviously like older than maybe most people are like kind of discovering themselves sorry this is like a full monologue um no but you're right like i had so many friends that didn't 
know that it was an option for them to be mm-hmm. queer because they were like so programmed to be like this is what i have to do i have to go to school i have to study something i have to get a wife i have to get kids yep. and then i will live the rest of my life as this person and it was it wasn't like they didn't know but it was never an option for them it was yeah until it was presented to them and they were like wait I can do this. That's visibility is so important because I was around like gay men all the time. And like, but again, I had, I didn't have like queer women in my life. And so I didn't realize that there were people who looked like me or were like me who could that, that, yeah. And so it was like, once you see that and that's what it's just so important to have that in like representation is so key because then once I saw that it was like, Oh my God. And it obviously threw everything into hockey, right? Like, I mean, I was questioning my entire life because I was like, I'd been with this person for over 10 years and like happy, you know, and and on paper, everything looked really good. And like, you know, blah, 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 all those things, like what you're supposed to want. And it's also really hard because you're, you're coming to terms with this huge truth about yourself, but you're also like on the verge of breaking someone's heart, like in a really big way. And like, that's, it's really hard. And like, but you also like, I, I was, I read a book, um, uh, Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Mm. Um, fun fact, I like know her through my cousin. It's kind of one of those like fun little small world moments. No, but I was reading her book and I actually, I, I mean, she's a very talented writer and storyteller, but I kind of like couldn't get behind maybe some of her like preachy messaging. I don't know. She was like, she's great, but like I didn't really like think she was my cup of tea. But for whatever reason, I downloaded her latest book and because she was married and has three kids and she came out like later, way later in life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> after publicly writing a best-selling book about rebuilding her marriage um, to a man. And I'm so totally crazy. And the book was great though. Cause it just, it really, there were so many parts that I was like, I felt like she was talking right to me. Cause it was like talking about how as women were raised to make everyone happy and be people pleasers and do what they ask of us and, and not rock the boat and prioritize everyone's well being over your own. Even if that comes at the cost of like your own happiness and freedom. And reading that was like, I mean, there were, there were some lines where like, I don't know. It was just like, holy crap. Like it just, it just, I luckily had, you know, a great therapist that was like helping me through this. And I just, it just, when it all kind of clicked, I was like, I owe it to myself and I owe it to my partner to, to, I can't like live this half life and it's going to be scary, but like, it's going to be okay. And now I'm gay. Okay. I know you're a Libra, Gemini, Gemini, which zodiac signs have you dated? Which ones are the most compatible? Compatible to what? To Libra, me. Gemini, Gemini. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a Libra, Sun, Gemini, Moon, and Gemini Rising. She was not a Libra. She was a lesbian. Uh, that, <laughs> literally, I was like, I just love beautiful women. Like, I just, <laughs> I love beautiful women. They're just so beautiful. Marcus is like, you're gay. You're gay. Like, you're not a Libra. You're a lesbian. I was like, women are, women are just like so beautiful. They I just are. Like, I admire women. <laughs> women are so beautiful and perfect, and men are disgusting. Um, so, yeah, that's why I don't stop talking because I'm just like all air all the time and wait, chatty, wait, chatty, do you, chatty. Do you like? Do you believe in like the zodiac signs and all of that astrology? Okay, I this is my thing. Well, first of all, as a queer, you like have to believe a little bit, <laughs> except for you because you're like anti-establishment. Um, yes, yes, <laughs> that is correct. Um, I like astrology as a tool, another tool in my toolkit of like self-understanding. Yeah. So I won't like, you know, I look at it as like, you know, if I read things and I identify with that or I can, I mean, I, I use it kind of as like a, oh, wow, that makes sense. Or like it, it, it feels, I think in the, the world that we live in today that is falling apart and is fully on fire, if I can like read a horoscope but it makes me feel like a little less alone, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, Vas a recibir una sorpresa. Love it. Like, or just sort of, you know, whatever, like, or maybe understanding how I relate to people in relationships, whether they're romantic or platonic. So I kind of, I like it more like that, you know, and, and I, 
I think there's, I don't know. I, 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 I use it as like half a distraction, half like just sort of a way for me to know myself better and like take it or leave it. But also like there's a lot of it's, a lot of it's true. Okay. Okay. Um, so which zodiac signs are the have most I? Well, how, who have I dated? So, well, currently with an Aries, and because it's the exact opposite of Libra, we're like, um, like it's the exact opposite, mm. um, which actually works. It's like chaotic as hell, but like we're both cardinal signs. And you're like you're lost. No, but you're making sense. Like no, it makes sense if you know her. Like it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, I didn't and know like, her zodiac sign. Right, and also sense. like I mean, fire and air. So it's like you know <clears> the, <throat> the the fire needs an air to like kind of get it going, and then like it there's it's complementary there. Um, it's definitely a good combination. Um, my my ex is a Virgo. Virgo men are like bad. I think Libra men are worse, but men are um, bad. Men are bad. No, but the Virgo, I'm like Virgo cusp. So like I can appreciate organization and things like that. And then, uh, my, before that Gemini, Gemini man, um, Libra and Gemini typically get along quite well, but this guy, I mean, Gemini has bad, like has mala fama for being like two faced or whatever, but actually it's not, it's not all bad. I think you want to be more afraid of a Scorpio, obviously. Um, and then before that, I don't really remember. I'm trying to think what, um, Sagittarius, Sagittarius, which I love. Libra Sagittarius typically get along really well. I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, I love a Sag. That's a great combo. And then before that, I don't even remember. Like, I don't remember what Ryan's birthday. I have no idea. Like, so I, ha I mean, again, I kind of am like I've been with the same. I had been with the same person for like half, like a third of my life, and that was a Virgo. Um, and that, we all know how that turned out. <clears throat> But um, I can appreciate. I really, I have noticed that like Libra is compatible um, in like friendship and relationship with like with Leos. Gemini's, Sagittarius, and Aries, and like those are a lot of people in my life. So, cool. Do with that what you will. This time in, I'm in front of a camera. What do you have to do when you finish a podcast? Oh my God. God damn it! Okay, thank you for listening to Bad Information. Um, please follow, like, subscribe, comment on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, um, all the other social media platforms that don't exist yet. But please, 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 please follow us on everything. Um, and please, yeah, interact and like do your little beepity boppity boobities because it boosts my ego and it also makes it easier for people to like give me money. Um, and speaking of money, if you would like to support the podcast because we're gay and we're poor, um, you can send us some cafecitos and it's much appreciated because this is a uh, labor of love. Um, pero amor no paga las cuentas, baby. So please send us cafecitos. Um, send me little memes on Instagram and just make sure you're following along because if you don't, I'm never talking to you again. Um, love you, miss you, want to kiss you, and see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. This episode of Bad Information was recorded at Estudios Nievi in the charmingly chaotic neighborhood of Villa Crespo in Buenos Aires, Argentina.